This is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Albert Lalonde provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde. Hello, and welcome back to Own Your Retirement. My name is Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 586-752-7008. Or you could visit us online at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. And while at my website, make sure to click on the radio page to check out past shows and also to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, during the last year, when many people have been working from home, reducing their trips out and about and helping their children and grandchildren adapt to virtual learning, time has become a funny thing. Hours and days have, for some, blended together. But you know who's been paying very close attention to the calendar? The IRS. During today's show, we're going to discuss the potential tax breaks and credits from three different categories. The first category is people in their 50s and 60s. The second category is people who are self-employed. And the final category is tax breaks that are available to anyone. But before we get further into strategies for dealing with the tax man, let me introduce my co-host, Tony. Hey, Tony, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Albert. Thanks for having me on the show. And it's good to be here. Wow. It sounds like you've got a great topic for us today. Are you ready for tax season? Uh, You know, I think uh, some people out there uh, may have already filed, but the majority of folks have not yet filed for their taxes this year. And it's good to know what's coming down the road uh, for our taxes this year. And of course, things we can do this year for next year's taxes as well. But uh, yeah, I've had a good week. I've kept really busy. I'm thankful that it's finally warming up. How about you? How have you been, Albert? Are you keeping busy? We are keeping busy and uh, obviously uh, waiting for the big heat up here, which is happening this week. We're seeing our temperatures in the 30s and uh, low 40s now. So uh, definitely uh, very welcomed here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. So that's that's really good. Now, you know, I think this is a good time of year, obviously, to kick around ideas about taxes. And again, maybe some people listening have already filed, but I'll be willing to bet, Albert, that most folks out there haven't. So I know you're going to give us some good insights in today about taxes. And you know what? With COVID-19 vaccines slowly making their way across the country, Uh, What could be a bigger sigh of relief than filing your taxes and getting your vaccine? So uh, how would you like to get us started today? Yeah, let's start by looking at some potential tax breaks for folks in their 50s and 60s. Okay, Um, a recent U.S. News and World Report article, uh, 10 tax breaks for people over 50. um, They had some really terrific information. Uh, Now, while your 50s. I should say, uh, while your uh, uh, 50s and 60s may mean you've 
you're moving a little slower than uh, what you were used to in your 20s. The good news is there are some very real financial advantages to being in that age bracket. Um, as the article notes, once you turn 50, and especially when you hit 65, you may get a bigger standard deduction and you could potentially earn more before you even have to file a tax return. Now, additionally, if you're older than 50, you may be able to defer taxes or perhaps avoid them altogether on the money you're using for retirement and health savings accounts. Mm, a bigger standard deduction. I like the sound of that, Albert. Oh, I do too, Tony. I mean, as long as you don't itemize what you're deducting, you can utilize a larger standard deduction if you or your spouse is 65 or older. Now, the current standard deduction for seniors is $1,650 more than the deduction for people younger than 65 who file as an individual. Married couples can bump their standard deduction as well by $1,300 if one spouse is at least 65 and $2,600 if both spouses are at least 65. Okay, so, uh, wow, uh, that sounds really good. Uh, now, um, you also mentioned a larger filing threshold. Tell us more about that. I sure can. You know, those who are 65 or older can have a gross income of as much as $14,050 before they have to file a tax return for 2020. That's $1,650 more than younger workers. For married couples, the threshold is $27,500 if both spouses are 65 or older, and it's $26,100 if at least one of the spouses is 65 or older. See, you should note, however, that even if you're below the filing requirement, you may still want to file a tax return so that you can qualify for any potential tax credits or refunds of withheld income taxes. Well, I don't think I'm breaking any new ground here when I say that taxes can be very confusing, obviously. I mean, <laughs> right. all those rules and requirements you're talking about. So if you haven't already, you want to work closely with a financial services professional like yourself, Albert, because uh, you have a wealth of experience and insight when it comes to taxes and the overall financial picture. So uh, you don't need to take on the tax man alone, do you? No, you don't. And I'm right there with you on that one, Tony. Um, you know, another place folks who are 65 or older may find some relief is with property taxes. You see, first, let me just note that property tax regulations differ considerably depending on your state and municipality. Uh, but in some locations, people older than a certain age who earn below a defined threshold may be able to take advantage of property or school tax relief. Now, be sure to carefully research the property and school district taxes in your community to make sure you're taking advantage of all your potential tax breaks. It may mean you have to fill out some extra paperwork, but boy, it'll be worth it if it helps you save a few bucks on your taxes there, Tony. Yeah, and we've talked a lot uh, so far about tax breaks for people who are 65 or older, but are there also some potential tax strategies out there for people younger than that? Oh, definitely. Uh, for example, once you turn 50, you can funnel an extra $1,000 into an IRA for a total of $7,000 in 2020. Additionally, a worker in their 50s who's in the 24% tax bracket and who makes uh, who maxes out on their IRA, I should say, would save about $1,680 on their current tax bill. Wow. Yeah. And 401k catch-ups also begin at age 50. Isn't that right? 
Oh, exactly right, Tony. Workers who are 50 or older can defer income taxes on an additional $6,500 in their 401k than younger workers. Now, remember, taxes on your 401k aren't due until you begin taking withdrawals. Well, you know what? I think that that makes perfect sense. These are some great tips you've got for us today. And, you know, we're talking about how you can get yourself ready for tax season. And uh, I think filing taxes can be a a real source of anxiety for a lot of self-employed people out there. Uh, There's something to be said for having money just taken out of your paycheck. And that's a luxury many self-employed people don't have. So what are some options for self-employed people when it comes to tax deductions? The good news, Tony, is there are a number of potentially very good options. Um, in fact, in an in Investopedia article, 15 Tax Deductions and Benefits for the Self-Employed, they have some outstanding information. For example, if you're self-employed, your internet and phone bills are a good place to start. Whether or not you claim a home office on your deductions, you can claim the business portion of your phone and internet costs. You'll just wanna make sure that you only deduct what you're directly spending on things for your work. Right, and I think phone and internet deductions could really come into play this year because so many people have been working from home due to COVID-19 as well. Oh, that's that's a very good point. Uh, Health insurance is another significant area, though, that the self-employed should be aware of. Uh, If you're covering your own health insurance premiums and don't qualify to participate in a a plan through a spouse's employer, you can deduct all of your health, dental and qualified long term care insurance premiums. Um, Additionally, you can deduct the premiums you paid to cover your spouse, dependents and children who were at least 27 or younger at the end of the year, even if you don't claim them as dependents on your taxes there, Tony. Wow, see, that's huge. I didn't know that. So if you're self-employed and you don't have access to an employer-sponsored plan uh, or your wife's uh, a spouse's self, or wife or husband or spouse's uh, employer plan, then you can deduct all your healthcare expenses, even long-term care. That is a may and, and insurance premiums, wow. And for your children. That's really great. Clearly, if you're self-employed, working with a financial professional uh, is going to be a smart move because of all this guidance you can provide them, not only on taxes, but with an overall financial strategy. And, And, you know, one thing I'm always curious about, though, is what a person can deduct when it comes to meals. So if you're self-employed, uh, what can you deduct? Can I deduct that pizza buffet I'm hitting every day, Albert? That's the you, question. You know, that's that's a great question, Tony, and especially with the what's been going on with COVID. If you can get out there and have meals, um, but I, you know, I think you're right that meal deductions can be a real source of confusion. Um, in fact, you can deduct meals whenever you're traveling for business or at a business conference or maybe even entertaining clients. But don't forget that the meal can't be overly extravagant. Now, the article also notes a temporary rule change on meal deduction, and that's actually through 2022. You can now deduct 100% of meals as long as they're served in a restaurant. Now, previously, you could only deduct 50% of the meal's cost if you kept your receipt or 50% of the standard meal allowance if you have a, re- uh, a record of the time, place, and business purpose of the, the meal itself. Oh, so another perk that's going on right now, and that's an interesting rule change. 
I'd imagine it will be a nice, if temporary, perk for a lot of self-employed people out there. So what do you have next for us? Well, I think the next critical subject is travel. I know people aren't weren't doing as much of this last year, but I feel more and more are going to start picking up for this year, and especially in 2022. So simply put, to qualify for a tax deduction, your business travel must be longer than one ordinary workday, and it also must include sleep or rest and take place outside of the area of your tax home, which is generally considered the city where your business is located. Now, additionally, to qualify as a business trip, you need to have a specific business purpose scheduled before you leave home. And during the trip, you must engage in real business activity. So basically, you can't just go to Florida, Tony, and say it's a business trip and <laughs> hang out on the beach with Mai Tais. Okay? Shoot, I was starting to plan that out in my mind <laughs> right. right now. I mean, business activity includes, however, cultivating new clients and customers, obviously meeting with clients, and obviously learning new skills that directly benefit your business. Um, as the article also notes, uh, handing out your business card during a friend's Las Vegas bachelor party, like I said, doesn't make your trip a tax deductible expense there. all right i'll check that one off the list then. <laughs> can't do that but and it probably goes without saying but if you travel a lot for business making sure you're keeping accurate records and keeping those receipts in case the irs gets curious about what you're up to is is huge uh, what are some of the rules for self-employed people's vehicle use Oh, that's another really great area there. Uh, if you're using your vehicle for business purposes, uh, your costs for those uh, drives, I would say, are tax deductible. Uh, this is another place where tidy record keeping is going to be really important because you'll want to track the date, the mileage, and reasons for each trip. It's important to not claim personal trips as, as business trips, however. So how does that deduction work then? Well, the easiest step is to calculate deductions using the standard mileage rate. Uh, that's basically determined by the IRS. Uh, the standard mileage rate is 57 and a half cents per mile in 2020 and 56 cents per mile in 2021. Simply write down the miles you've driven and then multiply them by the standard rate. Your total is then deductible. Wait, it went down? That doesn't make sense. It needs to go up each year. I don't get that. Uh, and now gas is more expensive, so that's interesting. Right. But how, how about edu educational write-offs? Well, you know, any education expenses you want to deduct have to be related to maintaining your business or enhancing your skills in a way uh, that will improve your business. So the expenses for classes intended to help you prepare for a new career, well, those aren't really deductibles. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, let's continue this conversation. Let's keep it going. We've been talking about examining, basically, some strategies for tax season, and we're tailoring our conversation today to potential tax breaks in the three different categories you've been talking about, Albert. Uh, first, for those mm -hmm. in their 50s and 60s, uh, then for the self-employed, as we just discussed. And finally, we're going to talk about tax breaks that can apply to anyone, and we have addressed the first two. So, Let's look at some of those potential tax breaks that anyone out there can utilize. How do you want to get us started on that topic? Well, you know, there was a Kiplinger article, 20 Most Overlooked Tax Breaks and Deductions. Um, it has a really interesting perspective. It's first easy to miss deduction is out-of-pocket charity contributions. While it's easy to remember big charitable contributions, chances are you've made some smaller gifts during the year. For example, did you make a meal 
or dish for a nonprofit fundraiser. The ingredients you use may be deductible. If you helped your kids mail out flyers for the school's fundraising event, the stamps you purchased may be deducted. So make sure you keep your receipts and if your contribution is more than $250, you'll need the organization to document your contribution as well. Yeah, and here, here's one I had to laugh at. Uh, a friend of mine, an acquaintance really, but they, they told me that uh, they claimed gambling losses can be written off or some of your gambling losses can be written off. Is that true? It is true, Tony. Oh, wow. Although, yeah, although it's not without wrinkles. Uh, this deduction is only available if you itemize and it's limited to the total of gambling winnings report as taxable income. Uh, so, yes. So you should also note that in a in addition to losses at casinos and racetracks, you can also deduct losses if you've incurred through non-winning bingo cards, lottery tickets, and raffle tickets. Wow. Now, be sure, however, to keep all of your gambling receipts, Tony. And the IRS also urges keeping a daily diary of your gambling activity that details the date, type of gambling, the name and location of the gambling establishment, the names of the people you gambled with, and the tallies of what you won and lost. Wow. Well, and you might you might want to keep those gambling receipts for your financial services professional because they're probably going to have plenty of questions about those gambling habits. I've never <laughs> been a gambler myself, but that is interesting. Of course, I, I love the caveat, you have to be claiming any gambling winnings in order right. to take advantage of deductions. And I have a feeling uh, some people out there might not be claiming their gambling winnings as part of, the, uh, as part of their income. But um, So what do you have for us next? Well, you know, jury pay is probably one that a lot of people haven't considered before. Many employers continue to pay their workers while they're serving on a jury, uh, with the stipulation that they give their jury pay to the company. The problem is the IRS requires you to report your jury pay as income. So to balance things out, you can actually deduct the amount of jury pay you give to your employer. Interesting, I, I didn't know that worked that way. I've never had that come up. Uh that's certainly not one I've considered before. Uh, where does child care actually factor into deductions? I, I know it does because my wife and I used to utilize that. Mm -hmm. Well, with child care, you can claim a tax credit rather than a deduction. Yep. And, that, and that may come with more advantages because it reduces your overall tax bill, Tony, dollar to dollar. Uh, for example, if the 24% tax bracket, each dollar of deductions is equivalent to 24 cents, but each dollar of tax credit is worth an actual dollar. See, so you may qualify for a tax credit worth between 20% and 35% of your child care's expenses um, while you work. However, if your employer provides a child care reimbursement account in which you can pay for child care with pre-tax dollars, that may be an even smarter move. Uh, money that flows through a reimbursement account isn't subject to federal income tax, and it's also shielded from the 7.65% payroll tax. Yeah, so making sure you're working with your uh, child care expenses and, and making sure that it's all working out to your advantage definitely seems like a great reason to work with a financial professional like yourself once again. 
Uh, you know, Tony, you're, you're absolutely right. Working with a uh, financial service professional uh, will assist those, uh, just those deep knowledge of things that uh, most people weren't or aren't aware of when it comes to taxes um, for including, uh, you know, credit for dependents. Um, it's another potentially valuable credit to be aware of. This is a, a separate $500 credit for your dependents who don't qualify for the child uh, tax credit. See, so your older children who don't require daycare can still save you some money, um, in fact, real money when it comes to uh, time to filing your taxes. Uh, this credit also applies to older relatives if you're caring for them in your home as well. Okay, that makes sense. And I'm the first to admit that all of these tax rules and deductions you're talking about and credits can seem overwhelming. I mean, it's a lot of information uh, you're throwing at us today. But in my experience, a little bit of homework and a good financial professional like yourself and a couple of deep breaths <laughs> mm -hmm. is really all you need to make it through, right? Yeah. I mean, look, you just got to seek out the information, get assistance, and just make sure you understand all that you're uh, given, basically, when it comes to taxes and what you're allowed to deduct and, and the credits that you're allowed to also, um, you know, take. Sure. Uh, I mean, let's get back to the kiddos for, for, for another moment. In fact, uh, in a lot of communities, private K through 12 tuition has seems to be uh, rivaling the sticker price at some colleges nowadays. Um, but thankfully, you can pay your kids private school tuition from the same savings account that are used for college tuitions. See, you can take a tax-free distributions from 529 savings plans for as much as $10,000 per student every year to help cover the tuition at a religious or private K through 12 school. Now, while you can pay from multiple 529s, you can't go over the total limit, however. Oh, okay. So if private school is part of the plan, this is definitely a deduction you want to utilize then. Oh, for sure. Especially when it grows tax-free as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, for sure. Now, you know, when it comes to looking at all costs, obviously you're going to be paying more uh tuition costs going to private school. But again, utilizing these type of educational resources to help with your taxes um, overall helps in the, in, the, in the end. Sure. Well, and you know what? This has been a great show today, but we're out of time. It flew by. Uh, Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? You know, we covered a lot in this episode. So if you'd like more information about what we've discussed, please, I encourage you visit my website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com or even give my office a call, 586-752-7008 and discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concern. It is our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. And you know what? Great show today, Albert. It's been a good one and chock full of information. Why don't you give our listeners one more time that phone number and web address so they can get a hold of you to set up a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation? You bet, Tony. The phone number to get a hold of us again is 586-752-7008 or just visit our website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. All right. Thanks, Albert. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Own Your Retirement with our host, Albert Lalonde. Thank you, Tony. Take care. 
Thank you for listening to Own Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Albert Lalonde at Kaizen Financial Group. Call 586-752-7008 or visit them online at kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Kaizen Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services are offered through Kaizen Financial Group LLC, an affiliated company. Albert Lalonde and Kaizen Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.